Hi, welcome to episode number 4. Today, I'm going to read about atherosclerosis. From the textbook of pathology by Hersmhorn, 8th edition. Atherosclerosis. Atherosclerosis is a thickening and hardening of large and medium-sized muscular arteries primarily due to involvement of tunica intima and is characterized by fibral fatty plaques or atheromas. The term atherosclerosis is derived from athero meaning porridge, referring to the soft lipid-rich material in the center of atheroma and sclerosis, which means scarring, referring to connective tissue in the plaques. Atherosclerosis is the commonest and the most important of the arterial diseases. Though any large and medium-sized artery may be involved in the atherosclerosis, most important affected are aorta, the coronaries, and the cerebral arterial system. Therefore, the major clinical syndromes resulting from ischemia due to atherosclerosis are as under number one heart angina and myocardial infarcts or heart attacks number two brain transient cerebral ischemia and cerebral infarcts or stroke number three peripheral arteries peripheral arterial diseases and number four other sequelae Aneurysmal dilatations due to weakened arterial wall, chronic ischemic heart disease, ischemic encephalopathy, and mesenteric arterial occlusion. Etiology Atherosclerosis is widely prevalent in industrialized countries. However, majority of the data on etiology are based on the animal experimental work and epidemiological studies. The incidence of atherosclerosis quoted in the literature is based on the major clinical syndromes produced by it. The most important interpretation being the death from myocardial infarction is related to underlying atherosclerosis. Cardiovascular disease mostly related to atherosclerotic coronary heart disease or ischemic heart disease is the most common cause of premature death in the developed countries of the world. It is estimated that by the year 2020, cardiovascular disease mainly by atherosclerosis will become the leading cause of total global disease burden. Systemic large-scale studies of investigations on living populations have revealed a number of risk factors which are associated with increased risk of developing clinical atherosclerosis. Often, they are acting in combinations rather than singly. These risk factors are divided into three groups. Number one, major risk factors modifiable by lifestyle and or therapy these are those risk factors which pose a definite coronary risk and can be controlled by modifying lifestyle or by pharmacotherapy or both 
they are lipid disorders that is dyslipidemia hypertension diabetes mellitus smoking and lifestyle risk factors that is atherogenic diet obesity physical inactivity etc number two constitutional non-modifiable risk factors these are those risk factors which are constitutional for an individual and thus are not modifiable these are increasing age male sex genetic abnormalities and familial and racial predisposition number three non-traditional emerging risk factors and biomarkers these are factors which either minimally contribute to atherosclerosis or are used as biomarkers for risk assessment apparently a combinations of etiologic risk factors have an additive effect in producing the lesions of atherosclerosis all this risk factor will be explained in the following segments risk factors modifiable by lifestyle and therapy first we have lipid disorders or dyslipidemia the most firmly established and best understood measure of risk factors for atherosclerosis are abnormalities in plasma like lipoprotein and derangements in the lipid dis- uh, metabolism Disorders of lipoprotein metabolism are collectively called dyslipidemia. It has been firmly established that hypercholesterolemia has directly proportionate relationship with atherosclerosis and ischemic heart disease. The following evidences support this hypothesis. Number 1, the atherosclerotic plaques contain cholesterol and cholesterol esters largely derived from the lipoproteins in the blood. Number two, the lesions of atherosclerosis can be induced in experimental animals by feeding them with diet rich in cholesterol. Number three, individuals with hypercholesterolemia due to various causes such as in diabetes mellitus, myxodema, nephrotic syndrome, von Gerg's disease, gentomatosis and familial hypercholesterolemia have increased risks of developing atherosclerosis and ischemic heart disease. Number 4. Populations having hypercholesterolemia have higher mortality from ischemic heart disease. Dietary regulations and administrations of cholesterol-lowering drugs have beneficial effect on reducing the risk of ischemic heart disease. Lipoproteins are complexes of lipids and proteins which essentially transport cholesterol, triglycerides and fat-soluble vitamins. Lipids are insoluble in blood and therefore are carried in circulations and across the cell membrane by carrier proteins called apoproteins. Different apoproteins are named by letter A, B, C, D, etc. while their 
sub fractions are numbered serially the lipoproteins are divided into classes according to the density of solvent in which they remain suspended on the centrifugations at high speed the major classes of lipoprotein molecules are chylomicron very low density lipoproteins vldl for short low density lipoproteins ldl and high density lipoprotein hdl the concentrations of cholesterol in the serum reflects the concentrations of different lipoproteins in the serum. The major factors of lipoproteins tested in blood lipid profile and their varying effects on atherosclerosis and ischemic heart disease are RS under. Number 1. Total cholesterol. Desirable normal serum level is 142 199 mz per deciliter while levels between 200 to 240 mz per deciliter are considered borderline high and elevations of total serum cholesterol levels above 260 mz per deciliter in men and women between 30 and 40 years of age has three times high, higher risks of developing ischemic heart disease as compared with people with total serum cholesterol levels within normal limits. Number 2. Triglycerides Normal serum level is below 150 mz per deciliter. Number 3. Low density lipoprotein cholesterol LDL. Optimal serum level of low density lipoproteins cholesterol is less than 100 mz per deciliter. Low density lipoprotein is richest in cholesterol and has the maximum association with atherosclerosis. Very low density lipoprotein cholesterol VLDLC. Very low density lipoprotein cholesterol carries much of the triglycerides and its blood levels therefore parallel with that of the triglycerides. Very low density lipoprotein has less marked effect than low density lipoprotein. High density lipoprotein cholesterol HDLC Normal desirable serum level of HDLC is less than 5 mz per deciliter high density lipoprotein is protective that is good cholesterol against atherosclerosis measure mechanisms of dyslipidemia from disordered lipoprotein metabolism are as follows number one excessive hepatic secretions of triglyceride leads very low density lipoprotein Number two, impaired lipolysis of triglyceride rich lipoproteins. Number three, reduced hepatic uptake of receptor APOB containing lipoproteins. Number four, combinations of genetic predisposition and secondary factors in low high density cholesterol. Currently, management of dyslipidemia is directed at lowering low density lipoprotein cholesterol in particular and total cholesterol in general by use of statins and for raising high density lipoprotein cholesterol by weight loss exercise and use of 
nicotinic acid. Thus, preferred term for hyperlipidemia is dyslipidemia because the target of management is lowering one risky plasma protein cholesterol that is low-density lipoprotein cholesterol. When elevated and raising the level of good plasma lipoprotein cholesterol that is high density cholesterol uh, lipoprotein cholesterol if it is low second modifiable risk factor is hypertension hypertension is a risk factor for all clinical manifestations of atherosclerosis hypertension doubles the risk of all form of cardiovascular disease it acts probably by mechanical injury to the arterial wall due to increased blood pressure elevations of systolic pressure of over 160 millimeter mercury, mercury or diastolic pressure of over 95 millimeter mercury is associated with five times higher risks of developing ischemic heart disease than in people with blood pressure within normal range that is 120 by 80 millimeter mercury or less patients on antihypertensive medication also have increased coronary risks than others number three smoking the extent and severity of atherosclerosis are much greater in smokers than in non-smokers cigarette smoking is associated with high risks of atherosclerotic ischemic heart disease and sudden cardiac death men who smoke a packet of cigarettes a day are three times more likely to die of ischemic heart disease than non-smokers the increased risk and severity of atherosclerosis in smoker is due to reduced level of high density lipoprotein derance coagulation system and accumulations of mono carbon monoxide in the blood that produces carboxyhemoglobin and eventually hypoxia in the arterial wall favoring atherosclerosis number four diabetes mellitus clinical manifestations of atherosclerosis are far more common and developed at any early age in people with both type 1 and type 2 diabetes mellitus in particular associations of type 2 diabetes mellitus characterized by insulin resistance and abnormal lipid profile term diabetic dyslipidemia that is high low density lipoprotein cholesterol and low high density lipoprotein cholesterol elevated triglycerides is common and heightens the risk of cardiovascular disease the risk of developing ischemic heart disease is doubled tendency to develop cerebrovascular disease is high and frequency to develop gangrene of foot is about 100 times increased the cause of increased severity of atherosclerosis are complex and numerous which includes endothelial dysfunctions increased aggregations of platelets increased low density lipoprotein cholesterol and decreased high density lipoprotein cholesterol a combination of diabetic dyslipidemia hypertension obesity and insulin resistance is termed 
metabolic syndrome which poses still greater risks to uh, ischemic heart disease and then number fifth risk factors is lifestyle risk factors there are some risk factors which are preventable causes of atherosclerosis and can be modified by lifestyle changes these are as under number one atherogenic diet many studies have demonstrated the harmful effect of diet containing larger quantities of saturated fats for example in egg milk meat butter etc and trans fat that is unsaturated fats produced by artificial hydrogenations of polyunsaturated fats which raise the plasma cholesterol level on con- on the contrary a diet low in saturated fats and high in polyunsaturated fats and having omega-3 fatty acid for example in fish fish oils etc lowers the plasma cholesterol level aside from lipid rich diet high intake of the total number of calories from carbohydrate protein alcohol and sweets are a has adverse effects number two obesity obesity and insulin resistance frequently coexist and are accompanied by dyslipidemia a body mass index bmi of 30 kg per meter square or more is associated with coronary risk due to atherosclerosis number three physical inactivity sedentary lifestyle and lack of exercise are associated with the risk of developing atherosclerosis and its complications The second risk factors is constitutional non-modifiable risk factor. Number one, age. Atherosclerosis is an age-related disease, though early lesions of atherosclerosis may be present in childhood. Clinically, significant lesions are found with increasing age, fully developed atheromatous plaque usually appear in the fourth decade and beyond. Evidence in support comes from the high death rate from ischemic heart disease in this age group. Number two, sex. The incidence and severity of atherosclerosis are more in men than in women and changes appears a decade early in men, more than 45 years and then in women who are older than 55 years. The prevalence of atherosclerotic ischemic heart disease is about three times higher in men in fourth decade than in women in the difference slowly declines with age but remains higher at all ages in men. The low incidence of ischemic heart disease in women especially in premenopausal age is probably due to high levels of estrogens and high density lipoproteins both of which have anti-atherogenic influence number three genetic factors genetic factors play a significant role in atherogenesis 
Several hereditary derangements of lipoprotein metabolism predisposes the individual to dyslipidemia. Lipoprotein alpha and apolipoprotein C have emerged as significant causal risk factors in atherosclerosis. Number 4. Familial and racial factors. Familial hypercholesterolemia an autosomal co-dominant disorder is characterized by elevated low-density lipoprotein, cholesterol, and normal triglycerides and occurrence of xanthomas and premature coronary artery disease. It occurs due to mutation in low-density lipoprotein receptor genes. Familial Predispositions to atherosclerosis may also be related to other risk factors like diabetes, hypertension, and hyperlipoproteinemia. Racial difference do exist. Blacks and generally are perhaps generally less severe atherosclerosis than whites. The third risk factor is non-traditional emerging risk factors and biomarkers. There are several non-traditional newly emerging risk factors for which the role in etiology of atherosclerosis is yet not fully supported. Then there are few biomarkers which do not have causal role in atherosclerosis but are used for coronary risk assessment. These factors and biomarkers are as follows. Number one, higher evidence of atherosclerosis in developed countries and low prevalence in underdeveloped countries suggesting the role of environmental influences. Number two, use of Exogenous hormones, for example, oral contraceptives by women or endogenous estrogen deficiency, for example, in postmenopausal women, has been shown to have an increased risk of developing myocardial infarction or stroke. Number three, stressful behavioral pattern termed as Type A behavior pattern characterized by aggressiveness, competitive drive, ambitiousness, and a sense of urgency is associated with enhanced risks of ischemic heart disease compared with type B behavior of relaxed and happy-go-lucky type. Number four, hyperhomocysteinemia. It is an inherited metabolic defect that leads to elevated serum homocysteine level, a metabolite of methionine in folate and vitamin B12 metabolism, high concentration of homocysteine is toxic to endothelium and promotes atherosclerosis. Number 5. Patients with homocysteinuria, an uncommon inborn error of metabolism having hypercysteinemia have also been reported to have early atherosclerosis and coronary artery disease. Number six, prothrombic factors and elevated fibrinogen levels cause dysregulated coagulations and fibrous formations of thrombi, which is the gravest complications of atherosclerosis. Number seven, infectious burden. 
particularly by multiple organisms, for example, Chlamydia pneumonia, herpes virus, cytomegalovirus, helicobacter pylori, and periodontal pathogens have been found involved in pathogenesis of coronary atherosclerotic lesions by using by causing chronic inflammations. The infectious agents act on the arterial wall and contribute to endothelial dysfunction, smooth muscle cell proliferations and subsequent events in development of atheromatous plaques. Number 8. Excessive alcohol consumption is associated with increased progressions of atherosclerosis. However, there are some reports in the literature which suggest that moderate consumption of alcohol has slightly beneficial effect by raising the level of high-density lipoprotein cholesterol. Number 9. Biomarkers for risk assessments Besides serum dyslipidemia, recently several other biomarkers for coronary risk assessment have emerged. Elevated C-reactive protein CRP, an acute phase reactant, reflects the overall inflammatory burden due to release of pro-inflammatory cytokines by adipose tissue in obvious and overweight person and thus indirect indicator of BMI. Other such markers are serum homocysteine level, fibrinogen lipoprotein A, myeloperoxidase, and phospholipase A2. None of these are causally related to atherosclerosis but may be used as markers for coronary risks. Pathogenesis of atherosclerosis As stated above, atherosclerosis is not caused by a single etiologic factor but is a multifactorial process whose exact pathogenesis is still unknown. Since the times of Bercho, a number of theories have been proposed. Insudation Hypothesis the concept of hypothesis by Bercho in 1856 that atherosclerosis is a form of cellular proliferation of the intimal cells resulting from increased imbibing of lipids from the blood came to be called the lipid theory. Modified form of this theory is currently known as response to injury hypothesis and is nowadays the most widely accepted theory. Incrustation hypothesis, the proposal put forth by Rokitstansky in 1952 that atheroma represented a form of incrustations on the arterial wall from the components in the blood forming thrombi composed of platelets fibrin and leukocytes was named as encrustations 
theory or thrombogenic theory since currently it is believed that incrustations or thrombosis is not the sole factors in atherogenesis but the component of thrombus platelets fibrins and leukocytes have a role in atheromatous lesions this theory has now been incorporated into the response to injury hypothesis mentioned above Another hypothesis is monoclonal theory. This hypothesis postulated by Bandit and Bandit in 1973 is based on neoplastic proliferations of smooth muscle cells similar to cellular proliferations in neoplasm. For example, in uterine leiomyoma, the evidence cited in support of monoclonal hypothesis is the observations on proliferated smooth muscle cells in atheromatous plaque which have only one of the two form of glucose 6 phosphate dehydrogenase g6pd isoenzymes suggesting monoclonality in origin The monoclonal proliferations of smooth muscle cells in atherosclerosis may be initiated by mutation caused by exogenous chemicals for example cigarette smoking or endogenous metabolites for example lipoprotein. Currently The origin and the progressions of lesions of atherosclerosis is explained by unifying all these theories into a single hypothesis called response to injury theory discussed below which is in essence is inflammatory response to endothelial injury. response to injury theory this theory is most widely accepted and incorporates all aspects of previous theories on atherogenesis the original response to injury theory was first described in 1976 by rose according to which the initial event in atherogenesis was considered to be endothelial injury followed by smooth muscle cell proliferation so that the early lesions according to this theory consists of mainly smooth muscle cells The modified response to injury theory implicates lipoprotein entry into the intima as the initial events followed by lipid accumulations in the macrophages form cells now which according to modified theory are believed to be the dominant cells in early lesions both original and modified theory of atherogenesis assign role to four key components in initiation progressions and complications of atherosclerosis endothelial cells arterial smooth muscle cells inflammation and dyslipidemia endothelial injury 
It has been known for many years that endothelial injury is the initial triggering event in the development of lesions of atherosclerosis. Actual endothelial denudation is not an essence requirement, but endothelial dysfunctions may initiate the sequence of events. Numerous causes ascribed to endothelial injury in experimental animals are mechanical trauma, hemodynamic forces, immunological and chemical mechanisms, metabolic agents as chronic dyslipidemia, hemocystin, circulating toxin from systemic infections, viruses, hypoxia, radiation, carbon monoxide and tobacco products. In human Two of the major risk factors which are together to produce endothelial injury are hemodynamic stress from hypertension and chronic dyslipidemia. The role of hemodynamic forces in causing endothelial injury is further supported by distributions of atheromatous plaque at points of bifurcation or branching of blood vessels which are under greatest shear stress. Intimal smooth muscle cells proliferations. Endothelial injury causes adherence, aggregations, and platelet release reactions at the site of exposed subendothelial connective tissue and infiltrations by inflammatory shells. Proliferations of intimal smooth muscle cells and productions of extracellular matrix are stimulated by various cytokines such as interleukin-1 and tumor necrosis factor alpha released from invading monocyte macrophages and by activated platelets at the sites of endothelial injuries. These cytokines lead to local synthesis of following growth factors having distinct roles in plaque evolutions. Platelet-derived growth factors PDGF and fibroblast growth factors FGF stimulate proliferations and migrations of smooth muscles from their usual locations in the media into the intima. Cytokines like transforming growth factors beta, tumor necrosis factor beta and interferon gamma Produced by activated T lymphocytes within lesions regulates the synthesis of collagen by smooth muscle cells. Smooth muscle cell proliferation is also facilitated by biomolecules such as nitric oxide and endothelin released from the endothelial cells. Intimal proliferations of smooth muscle cells is accompanied by synthesis of matrix protein, collagens, elastic fiber protein, and proteoglycans. Another key component of atherosclerosis is role of inflammations. Following endothelial injury, there is inflammatory reactions of monocytes and lymphocytes, chiefly T-cells, plasma low-density lipoprotein, 
on entry into the intima undergoes oxidation the oxidized low density lipoprotein formed in the intima performs the following all important functions on monocytes and endothelium first for monocytes oxidized low density lipoprotein x2 attract proliferate immobilize and activate them and is readily taken up by the scavengers receptors on the monocytes to transform them to lipid laden foam cells then for endothelium oxidized lipid uh, low density lipoprotein is cytotoxic the lesions enlarged by attaching fibrins and cells from the blood forming thrombus that becomes a part of atheromatous plaque that of foam cells by apoptosis releases lipid to form lipid core of plaque then role of this lipidemia as stated already chronic dyslipidemia in itself may initiate endothelial injury and dysfunction by causing increased permeability in particular hypercholesterolemia with increased serum concentrations of low density lipoprotein promotes formations of foam cells while high serum concentrations of high density lipoprotein has anti-atherogenic effects then lastly unifying role of all components currently inflammations occupies a central role in development of lesions in atherosclerosis number one endothelial dysfunctions by major atherogenic risk factors initiate the process endothelial dysfunctions may be by mechanical injury for example hemodynamic injury in hypertension or by chemical for example dyslipidemia diabetes smoking etc or immunological insult this triggers a cascade of inflammatory reactions that involves monocytes macrophages t lymphocytes and smooth muscle cells many injured endothelial cells express cell adhesion molecules on their surface for example selectins intercellular adhesion molecules vascular cell adhesion molecules etc which act as receptor for integrins on surface of monocytes and t cells next monocytes migrate through the intima by chemoattractant molecules monocyte chemoattractant protein 1 mcp1 once inside the intima monocytes become macrophages and express scavenger receptors on their surface for low density lipoprotein called macrophage colony stimulating factor mcsf mcsf plays multiple role for macrophages injections of lipids multiplications and differentiations of monocytes into macrophage form cells this leads to initial lesions of atherosclerosis fatty streaks fatty streaks lesions 
activate T lymphocytes which secrete several cytokines and growth factors. This leads to proliferations of smooth muscle cells and fibroblasts and productions of extracellular matrix. Repeated cycle of the same process leads to a full developed atheroma. Morphological features Early lesions in the form of diffuse, intimal thickening, fatty streaks, and gelatinous lesions are often the forerunners in the evolutions of atherosclerotic lesions. However, the clinical disease deaths due to luminal narrowing in the atherosclerosis are caused by fully developed atheromatous plaques and complicated plaques. Fatty streaks and dots Fatty streaks and dots on intima by themselves are harmless but may be the precursor lesions of atheromatous plaques. They are seen in all races of the world and begin to appear in the first year of life. However, they are uncommon in older persons and are probably absorbed. They are especially prominent in the aorta and other major arteries, more often on the posterior wall than the anterior wall. Grossly, the lesions may appear as flat or slightly elevated and yellow. They may be either in the form of small multiple dots about 1 mm in size or in the form of elongated bedet streaks. Microscopically, fatty streaks lying under the endothelium are composed of closely packed form cells lipid containing elongated smooth muscle cells and a few lymphoid cells. Small amount of intracellular lipid, collagens and proteoglycan are also present. Second, gelatinous lesions. Gelatinous lesions develop in the intima of the aorta and other major arteries in the first few months of life. Like fatty streaks, they may also be precursors of plaques. They are round or oval, circumscribed, gray elevations, about 1 cm in diameter. Microscopically, gelatinous lesions are foci of increased ground substance in the intima with thin overlying endothelium. Next, the most important, atheromatous plaques. A fully developed atherosclerotic lesions is called atheromatous plaque also called fibrous plaque, fibrofatty plaque or atheroma. Unlike fatty streaks, atheromatous plaques are selective in different geographic locations and rest and are seen in advanced age. These lesions may develop for progressions of early lesions of atherosclerosis just described. Most often and most severely affected is the abdominal aorta. Those smaller lesions may be seen in descending thoracic aorta and thoracic arc. The, the major branches of aorta 
around the ostia are often severely involved, especially the iliac, femoral, carotid, coronary, and cerebral arteries. Grossly, atheromatous plaques are white to yellowish, white lesions, varying in diameter from 1 to 2 cm and rest on the surface by a few millimeters to a centimeter in thickness but sections of plaque reveals the luminal surface as a firm white fibrous cap and a central core composed of yellow to white white soft porridge like materials and hence the name atheroma microscopically the appearance of plaque varies depending upon the age of the lesions however the following features are invariably present superficial luminal part of the fibrous cap is covered by endothelium and is composed of smooth muscle cells dense connective tissue and extracellular matrix containing proteoglycans and collagens then cellular area under the fibrous cap is comprised by a mixture of macrophages foam cells lymphocytes and a few smooth muscle cells which may contain lipid deeper central soft core consists of extracellular lipid material cholesterol cleft fibrin necrotic fibrous and lipid laden foam cells in older and more advanced lesions the collagen in the fibrous cap can be dense and hyalinized smooth muscle cells may be atrophic and foam cells are fewer complicated plaques Various pathologic changes that occur in fully developed atheromatous plaque are called the complicated plaques. This accounts for the most serious harmful effects of atherosclerosis and even death. These changes include calcifications, ulcerations, thrombosis, hemorrhage, and aneurysmal dilatations. It is not uncommon to see more than one form of complicated in a plaque calcification calcification occurs more commonly in advanced atheromatous plaques especially in the aorta and the coronaries the disease intima cracks like an egg cells when the vessels is incised and open Microscopically, the calcium salts are deposited in the vicinity of the necrotic area and in the soft lipid pool deep in the thickened intima. This form of atherosclerotic intimal calcification differs from Monkberg medial calcific atherosclerosis that affects only the tunica media. Ulcerations The layers covering this soft Pultaxious materials of, a, of an atheroma may ulcerate as a result of hemodynamic forces or mechanical trauma. This results in the discharge of emboli composed of lipid material and debris in bloodstream, leaving a shallow red ulcer in yellow lipid debris in the base of ulcer. Occasionally, atheromatous plaque in a coronary artery may suddenly rupture in the 
arterial lumen forcibly and cause thromboembolic occlusions. Thrombosis The ulcerated plaque and the areas of endothelial damage are vulnerable sites for the formations of superimposed thrombi. These thrombi may get dislodged to become emboli and lost somewhere else in the circulations or may get organized and incorporate into the arterial wall as mural thrombi. Mural thrombi may become occlusive thrombi which may subsequently recanalize. Hemorrhage Intimal hemorrhage may occur in an atheromatous plaque either from the blood in the vascular lumen through an ulcerated plaque or from rupture of thin wall capillaries that vascularizes the atheroma from adventitial basa verosum hemorrhage is particularly a common complications in coronary arteries the hematoma formed at the site contains numerous hemosiderin leaden macrophages aneurysm formation Though atherosclerosis is primarily an intimal disease, advanced lesions are associated with secondary changes in media and adventitia. The changes in media include atrophy and thinning of media and fragmentations of internal elastic lamina. The adventitia undergoes fibrosis and some inflammatory changes. This causes weakening in the arterial wall resulting in aneurysmal dilatations. Clinical effects of atherosclerosis. The clinical effect of atherosclerosis depend upon the size and the type of arteries affected. In general, the clinical effects result from the following. Slow luminal narrowing causing ischemia and atrophy, sudden luminal occlusions causing infarction necrosis, propagations of plaque by formations of thrombi and emboli, formation of aneurysmal dilatations and eventual rupture. Large arteries affected most often are the aorta, renal mesenteric, and the carotids, whereas the medium and the small-sized arteries frequently involve are coronaries, cerebral, and arteries of the lower limbs. Accordingly, the symptomatic atherosclerotic disease involves most often the heart, brain, kidneys, small intestine, and lower extremities. The major effects are listed below. Heart Myocardial infarctions, ischemic heart disease, brain, chronic ischemic brain damage, cerebral infarction, and stroke. Aorta, aneurysm formation, thrombosis, and embolism, embolizations to other organs. Small intestine, ischemic bowel disease, infarctions, lower extremities, intermittent claudication, or and gangrene.